Right now, we welcome in our ESPN front office insider, former GM of the Jets and the Dolphins, Mike Tannenbaum. Mike T, Super Bowl 57, and the NFL season is in the books. The Chiefs beating the Eagles 38-35, to and I want to start there. Mike T, outside of what I think was the most surprising story of the game and really what decided things was the Chiefs' offensive line holding the Eagles without a sack and then also adding 158 rushing yards. Mike T, other than, again, the, the Chiefs' offensive line really keeping the Eagles' defensive front at bay, did anything else really surprise you about Super Bowl 57? Uh, yeah, I would certainly start with that. You know, for a team to give up, like, zero sacks, um, rush for 158 yards, that was certainly the start of it. And I thought, you know, the Eagle defense would have played better. You know, certainly in the second half, they really struggled to contain, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. But, again, you know, we had talked about it. You know, the Eagles had 70 sacks, were really good playing with the lead. They had that 10-point lead at half. But, you know, once, you know, what's interesting is, you know, Patrick Mahomes threw for less than 200 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was consequential yards. Um, and, again, did an amazing job of uh, controlling the game, you know, not only with his arms, but he made some really big runs. So I thought, you know, Philly couldn't get a couple stops. And then, you know, there was a third and two that Philly on offense couldn't uh, convert. And that was certainly, um, you know, a big play in the game as well. Jalen Hurts was just incredible on Sunday. Honestly could have won Super Bowl MVP even in the losing effort. Mike T, did his performance move the needle for you in terms of where he sits in the quarterback hierarchy in the NFL. I mean, I saw some guys saying, well, Hertz did that. He's in my top five or top three QBs in the NFL. Did you have that same sort of reaction on Sunday night? Yeah, he had a throw on third and 14. That was like a throw for the ages to Dallas Goddard. Yeah, incredible. Um, when you're evaluating quarterbacks and you're trying to evaluate like what they do well, when you can throw the ball down the field outside the numbers 15 yards or more, that's an NFL throw. That's an NFL quarterback. That was a throw he couldn't make at Alabama. Couldn't make the first two years in the league. And um, he really played exceptionally well. We always knew that he could make plays with his feet. But his downfield accuracy was outstanding in the game. Here with ESPN front office insider Mike Tannenbaum. And Mike T, I want to get into some of the legacy questions with the Chiefs. And first, just starting with... Mike T, would you call what the Chiefs have accomplished over the last couple of years a dynasty, or do you feel like they have to win another Super Bowl to really qualify for that nomenclature? Yeah, they're certainly on their way. Um, but look, you know, but for a personal foul against the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm not even sure they get back to the Super Bowl. So they've obviously done a really, really good job, but. Um, yeah, they would certainly have to win a couple more. But look, they're they're an exceptional team. They're well coached, and obviously have a great quarterback. Individually, in terms of legacy, and starting with Travis Kelsey, I don't know if his Super Bowl performance moves the needle for this next question. Even though, again, put in a very solid performance. But Mike T, is Travis Kelsey on your Mount Rushmore for tight ends? Yeah, he's fantastic. You know, and he's a better blocker than people realize. Um, I think his lower body flexibility, um, his ability to get open, uh, his route running, and obviously outstanding hands make him, uh, yeah, certainly one of the all-time greats. And he's done it at a high level now for a number of years. 
Now, Patrick Mahomes, who undoubtedly put himself in the company of the all-time greats, only him, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and Peyton Manning have won multiple MVPs and won multiple Super Bowls. Mike T., when we talk about where Mahomes ranks on the all-time list of quarterbacks, where should that conversation start? We talk in top 20 at this point, top 10, top 5. Where does that conversation start right now? Top 10 for now. I mean, he's a great player, um, but we've got a ways to go sure. uh, in terms of calling him an all-time great. You know, like, uh, we're all prisoner of the moments. But, you know, you're talking about guys like, you know, Johnny Unitas and Bart Starr, Terry Bradshaw won four Super Bowls. I mean, there's he's, a, he's playing really, really good football right now. You know, when it's all said and done, you know, those are great conversations to have. And finally, to Big Red, Andy Reid. He has the two Super Bowls, putting himself in elite company there. He's been very good for very long, but I don't think up to this point was considered an all-timer among the likes of Belichick, Shula, Landry, Noel, Walsh, Gibbs, and so on. Mike T., with him now winning his second Super Bowl, do you have Andy Reid as one of your all-time great coaches? Absolutely. You know, he's done it for a long time with two different organizations, developed quarterbacks, coaches, um, yeah, he, he to me, he's checked every box. And he's done it for a really long time. Here with the former GM of the Jets and the Dolphins, Mike Tannenbaum. So, Mike T., let's, let's use that Andy Reid question to segue into the coaching carousel. And this is something I've been curious about for a while now, Mike T. How much of hiring a head coach for an NFL franchise comes down to the GM's decision versus the owner's decision? Well, it's not a one size fits all approach. Ultimately, you know, the owners, you know, it's their franchise. And I've been part of, you know, probably half a dozen coaching searches in my career, and they're all sort of like different. But ultimately, when you have big decisions like that, you want everybody on, on the same page. And I, I just know, you know, from my standpoint, I want to make sure that, you know, the owner's comfortable with, you know, the process. And usually when you run a good process, you're going to get the right result. But, you know, ultimately, you know, from a head coach standpoint, you, you know, the owner's got to be comfortable with that decision. And then going one step further with that same question, Mike T, is it up to the head coach or more of the GM or, again, more of the owner to fill out the staff and hire offensive and defensive coordinators and then, of course, the rest of the assistants? Yeah, that's typically a uh, you know a decision that's to be led by the head coach. You mm. know, he, he's typically in charge of his staff. Now, look, the GM's going to have input, meaningful input, be a sounding board. Certainly, um, you know, if you're a coach, you're going to want you know the rest of the building to uh, you know be comfortable with it. And again, you know, it's a decision where hopefully everybody's on the same page. So, um, you want to get the right process, and if you have the right process, hopefully, you get the right result. Again, here with our ESPN front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum. And Mike T., the last time we chatted, you said that your favorite coordinator hire of the offseason was Brian Flores getting hired to be the D.C. of the Vikings. And for the Dolphins, they have a new D.C. as well, defensive coordinator, and it is Vic Fangio. Mike T., do you still have Flores as your favorite hire, or... Does Fangio surpass him, and he is your favorite hire for a coordinator in the offseason? Yeah, look, you know, Vic's done a great job for a number of years. I go way back with him. Um, he's really a, a very credible, you know, coach. 
in this case, a defense coordinator. But, um, yeah, he, he's really um, done it for a long time. You know, a lot of other coaches uh, really lean on him. Um, he's been a resource for a lot of people. Really, really smart. I think he's done a great job for, for a long time. And speaking of defensive coordinators, the Denver Broncos may be zeroing in on a coach you know very well. You work with him. You hired him to be the coach of the Jets. Rex Ryan reportedly thinking about coming out of retirement back to the sidelines to be the D.C. of the Broncos. Last time we saw Rex Ryan on the coaching sidelines, it was 2016 with the Bills. So seven years have gone by now, Mike T. Do you think Rex Ryan still has some stuff left in the tank to give to the Broncos and be successful? Yeah, of course. You know, like, knows the game well, smart studies it really closely and uh i don't think he's coached his last game whether that happens this year with Denver or not um i think he's he's a born coach and i know that's something he loves to do mike t getting back to your favorite choices of the offseason the colts scooped up shane steichen or steichen or steichen i haven't heard a, a correct or a consistent way to pronounce his last name but He's with the Colts, Jonathan Gannon of the Eagles, formerly the Eagles. He was their D.C. He's with the Cardinals, so there are no more head coaching vacancies in the NFL. Mike T., who do you think made the best head coaching hire of the offseason? Boy, that's a great question. Um, You know, I like D'Amico Ryans. I think is going to be a really good coach. Look, it may not happen uh, overnight. You know, but I think he's going to do a really good job for a long time. And, uh, you know, this is an organization that's hired three coaches in three years. So um, I think it's incumbent upon the Texans to, you know, have, uh, you know, patience. Um, But he's a guy that's played at a high level, coached at a high level, has innate leadership, knows the game well. Um, They're going to come out of this draft with a really good quarterback, you know, presumably Bryce Young, potentially C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. And I think. You know, when you think about the future of the Texans, it's bright, led by Domingo Ryans. Mike T., do you think now that the Colts have hired Shane Steichen, they will be more aggressive in pursuing a top quarterback in the draft? You know, with Steichen, he had Jalen Hurts and then uh, Justin Herbert before that. So do you think they're going to be more aggressive now that they have a head coach who has really worked with a lot of dynamic quarterbacks and guys who can throw it as, as well as run it? Look, I think whoever the coach was, that's something they needed to do. You know, mm-hmm. Philip Rivers didn't work out. Matt Ryan didn't work out. Carson Wentz didn't work out. So, um, you know, they just need a good young quarterback since Andrew Luck, you know, none of them were worked out. I don't think that was determinative on who the coach was in as much as it was like when you look at the track record of the organization. couple more things with Mike Tannenbaum, our ESPN front office insider, former GM of the Dolphins and the Jets. Mike T, just talking about coaching hires in general, how much of the hire is matching the coaches' concepts with and the coaches' ideas with the talent of the team versus how you think the coach will fit in within the culture of the franchise? I think the coach is the one that should be setting all those things. Um, you know, I thought Shane Steichen was actually really good in his opening interview just talking about you know, the margins for winning are small. It's based on preparation, relentlessness, uh, character. Um, and you really want that set from um, your head coach. 
Um, he's the one that's intimate with the players. So um, it'll be interesting to see how things play out there. But um, I was very impressed with Shane Steichen, and I thought you know the principles he talked about were really aligned with like the way I, I would see things. And um, it'll be interesting. Again, all these guys like completely inexperienced for the jobs they now have. You know, it's one thing to be a coordinator and a play caller. It's another thing to be the CEO, scale leadership, uh, hold people accountable. It's really a different job. Mm -hmm. Um, Some owners understand that better than others. And, um, you know, it's going to take some time for all these guys. And um, I just, uh, I think owners need to have, like, the uh, mental toughness to understand that, you know, there's going to be growing pains. And, uh, you know, when you look at an organization like Houston, where they make three head coaching changes in three years, like it just helps their competitors because the competitors that have institutional stability and continuity are going to be an organization that, you know, that doesn't. Speaking of culture, no better car buying culture or car buying experience than working with the guys at Greco Chevy, Delray Beach. Mike T, just, just talk about why you enjoy working with them so much for all of your auto needs. Yes, sir. They do a great job, uh, as you said, in Delray Beach on Ferro Highway. Great car selection, uh, really great car buying experience, whether it's a new car, a used car, certified, pre-owned. Um, they're best in class, great selection, uh, great with financing and service. Like the whole uh, experience of owning and buying a car is fantastic at Greco Chevrolet on Ferro Highway, Delray Beach. Mike T., good stuff as always. I know we talked a lot about coaches and not so much about quarterbacks this time, but maybe next week when Aaron Rodgers comes out of his his cave and uh, we have a little bit more clarity on that situation, we'll get to the QBs. But uh, again, appreciate the time. We'll chat with you next week. All right. Thank you.